This podcast is powered by Oh Such Luck Productions. Oh, the romantic sounds of love. At last count, more than 88 million Americans consider themselves single and looking. But these days, things sound a little different. The COVID-19 pandemic has many would-be lovers rethinking or bringing an end to all dating. I'm Brian Osuch, and this is Happening, a podcast about all the incredible insights that inspire and illuminate our passions in life, love, and profession. Nearly half of U.S. adults say dating is harder now than a decade ago. Add in a global pandemic, and some may say it's virtually impossible. I recently chatted with a woman who disagrees, and she says it's virtually possible. Andrea Sirtash is my favorite go-to for relationship guidance. Her official title, dating and relationship expert. She's a published author, and you've likely seen her on GMA, The Today Show, Wendy Williams, and The View. Let's just say she has the street cred. A 2019 Stanford University study finds 65% of gay couples and 39% of straight couples met online three years ago. Which means all these dating apps and sites can work. But what does it mean during COVID-19? Should singles slow down from all the left or right swiping? Or is love uninterrupted and dating during the pandemic is possible? Andrea says a good way to start is by going where all the action is. More people are meeting through online platforms than ever in the history of the internet. So you're more likely to meet someone today online than at a party. And this research came out before COVID. That's the number one way to meet people anyway is online. It's a bit of a misnomer because you meet online, but then you really don't develop much online. You have to get offline, and that's where COVID can get tricky. Before we get offline, there are a few steps we can take to figure out if there's a spark. Most of the time, it starts with a few DMs back and forth, identifying similar likes and hobbies. Andrea advises against basic one-word introductions and responses. Surely, if you want to make a great first impression, you can come up with at least a couple of sentences. Try referencing specifics about a profile. What inspired you to message or like a picture? Show real interest, you know, make an effort. If you're making an online connection and you have a witty exchange, you know, or a meaningful exchange, whatever it looks like more than a hey, because hey, hey is a pet peeve of many daters. That's not a conversation. So if it goes beyond that and it's not just physical attraction, but you actually have a kind of virtual connection in words. What's the next level you can bring that to without seeing the person? It may be a phone call. It may be an email. Excellent. 
There's a connection. Maybe the next step was something traditional, like a phone call. But as Andrea points out, it's a good idea to move beyond the messages and cut to the chase. Visuals. That helps with one of the biggest dating gripes out there. I would suggest people to get a bit outside their comfort zone after a phone call or an email and progress it to a video meet. We are in an age where we can use video to our advantage. The number one complaint I hear from online daters is that the person looked or sounded nothing like he or she presented. And all of us on our tablets, our phones, our computers today have access to video. And this shouldn't sound awkward or futuristic because we're on video all the time, are we not? For meetings, for catch-ups with friends across the country. Why aren't we utilizing this for blind dates? One popular dating app, Match, found that while only 6% of singles were using a video platform to meet a potential date pre-COVID-19, 69% of singles said they'd be open to chatting over video with someone they met on a dating app during quarantine as of mid-April. Since then, it's been happening. Meetups have moved to online platforms, with many potential dates occurring virtually via Zoom and FaceTime, or through video chat features on the dating apps themselves. This has helped many singles sort through and select a match that may be best for them. We have to weigh so many factors before we meet someone in person during a pandemic. So this is just another level to really see what the person looks and sounds like. We have to take into account some people are more awkward on video. You know, not everyone is super comfortable broadcasting that way. That's fine. But it is going to give you a lot more information than written words. So I highly recommend it. Video dates can be awkward. That's why BuzzFeed offered up some tips to help prepare for a video date. There was a little help from Bumble another popular dating app. First, pick a location with the best lighting. Maybe your bathroom has the best light, but it is your bathroom. Perhaps the kitchen or living room is a better idea for a virtual hello. Clean up the space around you and make sure there's a little something that reflects your personality. A well-manicured plant, a favorite piece of art or furniture. If you have roommates, tell them to keep it down. You can also find a game to play that could help break the ice. And I should not have to say this, wear pants. You may forget what you're wearing or not wearing and stand up on camera. No one wants a wardrobe malfunction on a first date. Most importantly, relax, flirt, and have fun. I mean, isn't that the point of a date? Especially with a video date, you can get really fun and flirty. You can decide together what the theme of the date will be. And maybe you're both making a meal. Like, do you want to go for Italian tonight? Okay, let's both make Italian food and meet over dinner. I mean, you can have fun with it. I know a couple now who every month, and you can make this every week in this case, they pick a country that they wish they could travel to and they cook cuisine from there and they learn about it. I love it. I just think it's such a creative way when you miss traveling to travel in your head because this is a relationship building exercise. 
And you'll learn about each other while you're dicing vegetables, while you're cooking. Like it's a great way to have fun and learn about someone. You're bringing someone into your home and your life on video so you can customize it and learn about what you both enjoy. I mean, don't feel because you can't go indoors yet right away when you meet someone that you can't have indoor experiences and dates that you share. There's something fun and flirty inherently in that because it's so unusual. Fun, flirty, unusual, and it's a great way to pull someone out of their nervous shell. Especially introverts are more likely to open up when they're engaged in an activity versus an interview. So I love activity dates. There's all kinds of things you can do once you know what you're both interested in. I remember interviewing for a book years ago Someone had a date, like a photo finding mission where they both brought their cameras because they both connected over a love of photography and just went all over the city snapping photos and learning about each other. And that would be like a COVID safe event. You know, you can spice it up beyond a walk in the park. When you are on an adventure with someone, your date's just going to be better. Even if you don't have fireworks, it's just going to be a little more fun. Adventure goes a long way for sure, and nothing stops romance more than a dud date. It's important to fight the tendencies to offer up a comfortable indoor standby. Remember, this is the first or second time you're meeting someone. You're not married to the person and laying on your couch in gray sweatpants. You want to challenge yourself to not just Netflix and chill with the person you're dating, because then you're fast-forwarding three years into the relationship. Last but not least, Andrea says if you're comfortable on a video chat, that's great, but push past the familiar. Whatever you do when you do a video chat or date, ask yourself, how can I make this different from my Zoom meeting that I had at work today? <laughs> like, it just cannot look like that. That's the big takeaway. Dr. Jennifer Berman, MD, best known for her work on the CBS show The Doctors, says we are hardwired to connect with other people. It's in our DNA to connect. Research has shown that the single most important factor for people who live the longest was connections to other people, family, friends, and a community. That makes not dating, even during the pandemic, tough to do. There are plenty of people moving from virtual dates to in-person dates. If that thought scares you, you may not be ready. But if you're connected with someone and want to progress, it may happen. That's when your connection has to absolutely rely upon open and honest communication. First of all, you know, we used to have the commitment conversation and now we have the COVID conversation before we escalate things to the next level. You do want to know prior to hanging out in person what someone's approach has been to safety in this time. So maybe you're going to date someone who's been vaccinated twice and is like feeling great. Or maybe you're going to meet someone in New York who's in a high-risk situation because they have three roommates. I mean, you should really have an understanding at the onset of what this person's life looks like, exposure looks like, and what precautions they take. 
Before allowing someone new into your bubble, Bruce Wiley, senior contributor for Forbes Healthcare, says be more selective and choose based on qualities that really matter. For instance, are you ruling people in or out based on appearance when you keep saying that you want a smart and kind person? He says be clear with what you want because now is not the time to be bashful. These days, the stakes are too high, requiring a meaningful investment of time and personal health. Andrea adds that we're seeing a lot more singles focusing on core beliefs, you know, their true norths. One other good thing to our advantage is we learn about someone's values and perspectives a lot sooner because whenever there's a crisis, everyone's values just bubble to the top and it makes people get deeper faster. That's not a bad thing that you don't get physical right away, that you have to learn about someone a little more. It's not a bad thing that you can learn if someone thinks it's a hoax and you believe in science. Well, that might be a deal breaker. So there are certain things that are just going to inevitably organically come up that would maybe have taken months in another context, in another setting. Number four on Forbes 12 Pandemic Dating Tips, How to Do Romance with the COVID-19 Coronavirus, is ask key questions early. That's something Andrea stands by. Is it appropriate to ask your date if they're seeing other people? How about asking if they've been tested? It's not only appropriate, it's actually encouraged. You should. Just like with sexual partners, you need to know if you're not protected in sex, if someone has many partners, you need to know before you date, if someone is spending a lot of time with different people. Switching from the commitment conversation to the COVID conversation can be tough. Some people may not be brave enough to even get started. So you don't want to boop, boop, boo with heart, you know, dramatic music. Let's sit down and have a big talk. It's just like, okay, let's do rapid fire COVID questions. <laughs> like, cause I really want to meet you and I really want to hang. It would be super fun and invite the person to play along. Like, okay, here are my five questions. What do you have any to add? You know, make it like a fun speed round question game. Don't make it a dramatic conversation. The New York City Department of Health and Mental Hygiene has updated their safe sex and COVID-19 guidelines. Before you move things indoors or become intimate with someone outside of your bubble, it's important to ask if they have or had symptoms in the last 14 days. Things like fever, chills, cough, shortness of breath, muscle or body aches, sore throat or nausea, you can visit the CDC website for a full list of symptoms. Remember, people who have recovered from COVID-19 at least 10 days from the day their symptoms started and who have not had a fever for at least three days are likely no longer infectious. However, health officials say be safe and add an extra week to that buffer period. For the best information, talk to your doctor or healthcare provider. I asked Andrea about intimacy, particularly kissing. I think it's okay if you're not comfortable kissing, saying, God, you know, I want to kiss you, but 
can we meet in three days and each do a COVID test? You know, I think like that builds fun anticipation. Other people are going to throw caution to the wind and just feel comfortable enough with what the date said about his or her habits and say, okay, I'm going to go for it. And that's on them. You know, we're all adults here. And what about more than just kissing? If it gets to the point where you're going to go back to someone's apartment, it's not a weird thing to ask for a COVID test before that happens. It's like a STD test, you know, it's safe sex. Like we need to know these things before we go inside. Back to what Dr. Berman from CBS's The Doctors recommends. She says, establish some ground rules before meeting in person, especially if you plan on being intimate. She calls it a contract with the other person. Some may call this contract their boundaries. What you or your date is willing to do or not do in person. Boundaries are about values. If you have expressed that something's important to you and someone's not respecting that, that should be your first question mark. Is this a good match for me? I'll give you an example. I have a friend who has an ailing older parent. So he has to be very careful on dates because he sees his parent. If someone would force him to hang out or get close too fast, after he's expressed that that's happening in his life. Cause you know, you do that download of what's your situation. So you've learned it right away. If someone has already expressed like he did that, that's a risk. He doesn't want to make his elder parent vulnerable and someone doesn't respect that. Well, that tells you something else. I mean, I think you should pay attention to that. Andrea calls this pandemic, the great equalizer. Each and every one of us is going through it at the exact same time. We've all been forced to make adjustments, including all those in the dating pool. What this pandemic has done is it's raised everyone's level of consciousness. And that is always a good thing for dating. When we stretch ourselves in an uncomfortable context or with an uncomfortable approach, there's a lot of learning and growth that will inevitably happen. There's a difference, and this is straight out of Aristotle from thousands of years ago. There's a difference between happiness and fulfillment, like true fulfillment. You can go so much deeper with someone by taking it a little slower and getting to know them emotionally. Use this to your advantage. And like I said before, know that you're learning a lot more about yourself and the people you're interacting with that you wouldn't have known a year or two ago when there wasn't a pandemic. So it's bringing to the surface a lot of important things. You're learning about people's values, and that's a great thing. Taking your time to get to know someone has never been more important, especially now that a virus can stop love in its tracks. The dating landscape has definitely changed. And that can be a good thing. If I've learned anything from Andrea, it's that slowing down, asking questions, and learning about another person is a great way to build a solid relationship foundation based on value structure. I've never heard of a couple that broke up because they took too much time getting to know one another. I also learned that the word hey is never a good way to start off or respond to an introduction via dating apps. Just don't do it. Now's the time to showcase your creativity. 
Try virtual cooking dates, adventurous socially distant outdoor dates, and smart, informed indoor dates. Love can be uninterrupted, and dating during the pandemic is possible. Stay safe, wear a mask, socially distance when possible, and fall in love. I'm Brian Osuch, and this is Happening. This has been an Osuch oh Luck Productions original.